welcome to Easy Bake Takes, the podcast, where we read you the one-star reviews of your favorite movies and more. My name's Kat. And I'm Riley. And this week, we're doing a three-step Rex, and we are reviewing the first three episodes of Gossip Girl, which Riley's never seen before, and I've only watched all the way through one time, but it took (laughs) me like six years to finish. Yeah. Gossip Girl premiered in September of 2007 and ran until December of 2012, originally on The CW. The premise of the show is that it centers on the scandalous lives of privileged and very affluent teens who reside in Manhattan's Upper East Side and how they betray one another while being constantly observed by a vicious but well-known blogger. Mm. XO. (laughs) (laughs) So the series is based on a novel series of the same name by Cecily von Ziegser. And there's a lot of books. I was trying to look at what other books she had written. And I think they were like 99% Gossip Girl related. How many books out of curiosity? It looks like about 10. Dang. Okay. (laughs) Yeah. So they had a lot of material to work with. Yeah. This is probably a question for later, but do the books reveal who Gossip Girl is? I don't know, actually. Because I know the show, and I'm just going to let you know, I do know who Gossip Girl is. It's hard to avoid that. (laughs) I I had to look it up. I was like, I can't. I'm not going to sit here. (laughs) I got to look. I got to look who it is. I got to (laughs) know. The actor playing that character didn't know that that was Gossip Girl. It was picked randomly, right? Uh, Towards the end of the show, yeah. There's like scenes where it's like, he couldn't possibly... (laughs) that actor couldn't possibly yeah well okay spoiler alert we're gonna say who gossip girl ends up being (laughs) it he couldn't have possibly been i I forgot what it was exactly but it was like he couldn't have been typing when gossip girl was typing or he couldn't have been at an event or known something i forgot what it was but like i remember reading about that and being like Oh. I don't think the books ever say... Yeah, it's never actually revealed in the books. Damn, that's irritating. <laughs> different, But different characters who aren't the person who the TV show chooses take over the blog at certain points in the books. Mm, okay. Yeah, I think the... I don't know for sure, but I'm pretty sure it was like a decision by the showrunners that like they wanted to do something different there. So nobody could guess it kind of thing. Yeah, that which makes sense. But it's like they should have picked someone from the beginning. Yeah, in, in my humble opinion, the show kind of goes off the rails after season three and kind of loses the plot a little bit. Okay. But yeah. Back to this real quick, the executive producers of the ones that developed it were Josh Schwartz and Stephanie Savage, who Josh Schwartz was the showrunner for the OC, which was like, oh, that was a big yeah. one. Yeah. Which was a cultural moment yes. in and of itself. Yes. Yeah. And so Gossip Girl was kind of pitched as like the East Coast equivalent to the OC. Makes sense. Yeah. And then Stephanie Savage was also a writer on the OC. And those two were the ones that developed Gossip Girl. And then the other people that executive produced it were Jonathan C. Brody, Joshua Safran, Leslie Morgenstein, and Bob Levy, who executive produced The Vampire Diaries and the first season of Pretty Little Liars. Mm, That makes sense because all those shows run the same in my head. Yes, they're all based on books. Yeah, makes sense. But the show itself is narrated by Kristen Bell. I love that. And she appears in a later season, like not as a character that's really involved, but she appears as herself. (laughs) Okay. They're like doing like a, okay, like, spoiler, spoiler, Spoiler. but like- Dan ends up writing like a really popular book and they're like at some point they're doing like an adaptation of his book and okay. Kristen Bell's like reading like a Gossip Girl narration. You know, I, I don't know. It just gets really meta at one point. Like, okay. 
think she's a sweetheart. I love seeing her. Oh, yeah. And her husband, Dak Shepard. I, I love them. I know a lot of people like, are like, he's a douchebag. He's, I don't think he is. I think he's nice. I think he's sweet. He's gone through hell. Yeah. I just like them as people. Well, he's definitely cultivated like an outside of acting personality for himself. Kind of like a similar to the, the husband of Blake Lively, Ryan Reynolds, who's like kind of cultivated this like outside of television and movies personality for himself with like podcasts and stuff. Yeah, definitely. Speaking of Blake Lively, she plays Serena Vanderwoodson. Oh, okay. I didn't know that. I didn't know that. That's crazy. Did you not know who Blake Lively was? I guess I don't have a good... <laughs> mental picture of her in my head that's her i didn't know that was her that's crazy that's his wife <laughs> didn't know that well i guess you, you don't seem like the type of person who would have watched sisterhood of the traveling pants growing up i didn't know yeah there yeah. you go yeah <laughs> sorry uh, but yeah so that is blake lively there you go. You learn something new every day. Didn't know you didn't know that, but uh, Leighton Meester plays Blair Waldorf. She also uh, is on the 303 song, Good Girls Gone Bad. She she features on that song. There you go. Penn Badgley, who I adore, plays Dan Humphrey. He, I love him just as a person. I, just, <laughs> I love him. <laughs> Mm-hmm. I just love him. He's cute. He's the guy in Us. Or no, not Us. Um, you. You. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And then Chase Crawford plays Nate Archibald. Taylor Momsen plays Jenny Humphrey. And Taylor Momsen played Cindy Lou Who in The Grinch. Wait, the one who plays Jenny, right? Yeah. Okay, that makes sense. And then Ed Westwick plays Chuck Bass. Boo. <laughs> I hate that dude. I hate him. I do too. I do too. He's awful. He is. We'll get there. We'll get there. Yeah, we'll get there. Kelly Rutherford plays Lily Vanderwoodson. Matthew Settle plays Rufus Humphrey. Connor Paolo plays Eric Vanderwoodson. And Robert John Burke plays Bart Bass. So that's the cast. I have some trivia things. It's a little extensive because this show was a cultural moment. Mm-hmm. But this show was originally pitched as a feature film with Lindsay Lowe. Lohan as Blair Waldorf and Justin Chatwin set to play Nate Archibald and that fell through but the backers who had the rights to the story approached Josh Schwartz about turning it into a TV series. I feel like with a show like this you couldn't wrap it up in a movie. No you couldn't. You really couldn't and like that book series being that long. There's no fucking way you could put everything like that in the movie there's no way the next trivia fact i have though is that all of the episode titles except for the pilot obviously are based on a the name of a film or a novel so you had the wild brunch which is a play on the old movie the wild bunch poison ivy poison ivy you know yeah okay i don't think you see it yet but blair has like an obsession with audrey hepburn and like she'll have she has these dreams where she has she's like in an audrey hepburn movie but she's like playing audrey hepburn and they're really great i get that yeah (laughs) i've been there (laughs) yeah everybody dreams they're audrey hepburn sometimes there's a delusion at some point in your life you're like i'm kind of like her (laughs) Mm -hmm. i i would put on a ball gown and go stand in front of tiffany's too thank you and eat a donut (laughs) yeah i could do that right now (laughs) yeah But next I have that the producer spent anywhere from $10,000 to $60,000 per day for filming locations in New York. God damn. (laughs) They originally were going to film in Toronto. The network was like, why don't we just film in Toronto? It's It's cheaper. cheaper. It's way cheaper. (laughs) But Schwartz and Savage insisted that it be filmed in New York. Wow. Okay. Well, I mean, it paid off. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah, this show made a lot of money. They, They were fine. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it worked out. It adds to like the authenticity of the show. Yeah. 
Definitely. The next thing I have, though, is that Penn Badgley and Blake Lively had known each other for years prior to the show as they were homeschooled together when they were child actors. That's so cute. They also, I put it in quotes, dated in real life from 2007 to 2010, but I think that was like a Bella, and a Bella Edward situation. <laughs> yeah. You know? There's a PR relationship, probably. If there's a relationship in Hollywood that's public, it is more likely, to some degree, a PR stunt. This, it is an interesting topic. It's super interesting. You take anything that's aimed at teens, especially, that has a love interest, those actors are going to have to date in real life as well. Those Disney stars? Think about every Disney star that ever dated their co-stars. Mm -hmm. The next trivia fact I have is that the Empire Hotel that Chuck's character goes on to own, also his, like, his dad owns the Palace Hotel and whatever, is an actual hotel. And after fans swarmed the hotel, the bar at the Empire started serving Gossip Girl-themed cocktails, including an XOXO cocktail with secret ingredients that they'll never tell. I fucking love that. <laughs> I would so I love get that. They that. leaned into it. They really did. I love that. I, love that. I would absolutely <laughs> buy into that. I would go in just oh, to yeah. like try their cocktails. Absolutely. Absolutely. Yeah. <laughs> there was also like Gossip Girl tours of New York and stuff like that. I bet. But the costume designers modeled Blair's look after Audrey Hepburn and then Serena's look after Sienna Miller and Kate Moss. Mm. My biggest thing with the fashion on this show is I'll look back at pictures of my sister, who's also named Serena. Mm -hmm. She was falling for this 2000s <laughs> fashion 100%. <laughs> I love that. Every time I rewatch the show, I'm like, these are the ugliest clothes I've ever seen. Some of them are fine. They're like gowns. They're classic things. It's pretty, but like the shirts, the blouses. Yeah. On the topic, I was watching like episode two or something. I was looking at Serena <laughs> and I was like, she's reminding me so much of Stassi from like the very mm -hmm. first seasons of Vanderpump. I would be so surprised if Stassi wasn't a fan of Gossip Girl to some degree. Oh yeah. I mean, even if she didn't directly, oh, I'll get into this because I have like a little section about like the culture the actual cultural impact of it yeah so it was probably like a even if she didn't watch it it was inadvertent because it was so like influential on everything else that makes sense but the next thing i have is that when the show was criticized by the parent television council for being quote mind-blowingly inappropriate and quote every parent's nightmare those exact phrases were in the show's promotional posters for season two <laughs> I love that. I love it when they can take bad reviews. I love that. That's like one of my favorite things. Oh, yeah. They would, yeah, they, had, they had all the cast in like very salacious like poses too. Like they just laid into it. Looking back at it, kind of weird if they're supposed to be teenagers in high school. High schoolers, yeah, definitely. I have comments about that in my notes. Yeah. <laughs> it, it gets less weird as they get older because at a certain point they go to college. Mm -hmm. But like the first two seasons, it's like, hmm. These are they're teens. <laughs> They just teens. got their licenses. <laughs> they don't drive, but still. <laughs> they can, they don't drive, but they drink at every bar. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> but the CW did not want Ed Westwick to play Chuck Bass, insisting that he, quote, looked more like a serial killer than a romantic lead, end quote. Yeah, the character Chuck. Yeah. Well, also, he's weird on TikTok now. Oh, is he? Yes. <laughs> I'm not saying, I don't think he's a bad guy in real life that I know of, but like, he just is like cringy on TikTok. Like he'll do the like, you only hear it in one episode and the ones that you watched of the first three, but it's like his catchphrase after the like, I'm Chuck Bass. Like that's his catchphrase. He like does that on TikTok. And after the first one, you're like, okay, stop. Yeah. Cause I get it doing like maybe once or twice. Yeah. Cause it's your, it's the character you're most known for or something, but like to make it your thing. Hmm. 
Is it like that one guy? Oh, oh God, I couldn't. There's no way I can link him to anything and that you could guess who he is. Uh, he dated Cam- try. He, <laughs> he dated Camilla Cabello. Camilla Cabello. He's the, it's giving share. That guy, Sean Mendez. And uh, it's not Shawn Mendes. It's the it's the other guy. I might be mixing on my people. I don't know. I swear she he dated her. Hold on, I'm gonna look just real quick. Austin Mahone? Mm, no, never mind. Couldn't I couldn't narrow it down. Yeah, I if anybody knows what Riley's talking about, um. <laughs> <laughs> you have an idea of who I'm talking about? Please, uh, yeah. comment below. <laughs> this is like that one song. That I will, you know. Oh my god, I had you. I had you. <laughs> I was, it was like over the span of like a month, I think, of trying to figure out what the fuck you were talking about. I thought it was years because I thought, I thought it was a long time before you were. I don't think, yeah, it was, a, I don't think it was as long as a year, but it was like long enough for me to be like, are you fucking kidding me? Because it, it came on <laughs> randomly after uh, like for weeks, you'd be like, is it this song? Is it this song? Is it this song? And be like, no, no, no. <laughs> randomly it came on. I was like, hey, that's that song that I was talking about. You got so pissed. Well, cause you described it the wrong way. Like you were like, it's like a, it's like a guy and a girl singing. And I was, it was, it's just one guy. It's just, it's just one, one guy, guy the whole so time. <laughs> so I'm not going to take your word on this Camila Cabello thing. It, that's the whole thing. Like it's going to be one of those things where like, I'm totally off. I'm totally wrong. That's it's a completely different person. <sighs> yeah. Yeah. Keep going. We'll get, keep going. We'll, it'll, we'll figure it out <laughs> yeah. eventually. Yeah. We'll figure it out eventually. <laughs> um, but something I thought was so silly and I definitely will be trying to find these and buy them soon is that a manga version of the Gossip Girl book series exists. That's fantastic. You definitely have to buy those. You definitely have to get them. I have to find them. Yeah. Another thing that's not as prevalent in these in the first season, but you know, whenever they the numbers were coming in and companies were seeing this, it eventually became known for its product placement. So the show had a contract with Verizon Wireless for its first five seasons, and all the characters are seen with phones chosen by the brand until the deal ended by the sixth season. And if anyone knows the YouTuber Mike's Mike, he does like recaps of whole shows like he's doing gossip girl season by season right now oh funny and whenever he started doing gossip girl season one he did like a breakdown of who has what phone this season because it's like a whole thing and those were like it was like the slide phone era the sidekick era when having those little phones meant a lot before they got murdered by the iphone yeah (laughs) so yes a big cultural thing with the phones yeah but also during their oh oh that's what it is during their contract verizon wireless offered exclusive gossip girl content and created a website where ringtones of the songs featured on the show could be downloaded they played like every hit from the 2000s on this show i love that i was about to say i recognize songs in the first three episodes i was like i know that song i've heard that song in years <laughs> mm-hmm. also just now that you said about the iphones it's like that's how old the show is it's before iphones that's it's it's nuts man it's nuts yeah another big sponsorship thing that they had was in the mid in mid 2008 executives of vitamin water approached the cw for a placement deal during the second season, the drinks were mentioned several times in dialogue, and the partnership helped pay for the cost of shooting on location in the Hamptons, which there's a point where they are shooting in the Hamptons, wow. and they go to a vitamin water white party. If you know anything about rich, old money people, they're not going to the vitamin water white party. Their parties aren't sponsored by fucking vitamin <laughs> water. They're not sponsored. And if they are, it's like a fancy champagne or something. Yeah, like a, like, yeah, no kidding. Or it's like two rig elections or something yeah that's where, that's where their money's going that's where the money's really going 
it's not just, it's not branded by <laughs> you know the um republican national committee sponsored by vitamin water until they have well never mind <laughs> no, let's stop there I'm let's stop, stop right there, there. I don't want to make you do more work <laughs> later. Thank you. I appreciate it. Um, but the the next section of information I have is the impact of the show. The cultural influence of it was things like a hairstylist for the show compared media interest in Blake Lively's hair to that of Jennifer Aniston's The Rachel on Friends. Stassi. I was looking at Serena's hair. I was like, that looks like Stassi. Like, you know, I get it. Yeah. Another thing which ties into that is that Gossip Girl was very influential on fashion for teenage and young adult women. The show was intended in part as a way for fashion companies to market their products. Some brands paid a fee and the show's website provided referral links so viewers could purchase items they saw on television. Wow. That's okay. I like that. And not enough TV shows, like, do that. I wish every TV show, almost every TV show that I watch, would have referral links to, like, what they wear. Because, like, I think it, like... Make capitalism work for me. That's the thing. But I, I used to I used to do that when I would watch Friends. And I there were people who made websites of, like, the where you could find the clothing items they were wearing. Yeah. But, like, to have it readily made with, like, direct, this is the exact, like, place they got it things. That's, it's so smart. Yeah. Speaking as a shopaholic, I will buy. I will buy it. If it's on TV and it looks cute, I will buy it. A hundred percent. The next thing I have is that on September 16th of 2011, it was announced that Warner Brothers and label Romeo and Juliet Couture had partnered to create Gossip Girl's official clothing line inspired by lead characters Serena Vanderwoodson and Blair Waldorf. So they had a clothing spinoff of the show as well. There you go. And then in 2008, the New York Times reported that the show had a profound impact on retail, saying Gossip Girl is probably, quote, the first show to have been conceived in part as a fashion marketing vehicle, end quote. Also saying, quote, merchants, designers, and trend consultants say that Gossip Girl is one of the biggest influences on how young women spend. Fans stride into boutiques bearing magazine tear sheets that feature members of the cast and ask for their exact outfits. Or they order scoop neck tops and hobo bags by following e-commerce links from the show's website. End quote. It makes sense. Because I, I mean, I've seen it in Vanderpump. Saucy just dresses like Serena. That was the rich girl to be. It definitely makes sense now. Yeah. I just thought she was a big fan, <laughs> but no, it actually makes sense. Like I said, even if she wasn't directly a fan of the show, it was probably inadvertently... Yeah, trickled down culturally. Mm-hmm. Another cultural thing is that while it had middling success in terms of writing, it, quote, may well be the biggest influence in the youth culture market, end quote, said a trend spotter. According to Zoe Fox of Mashable, the show popularized social media networks and mobile communication, becoming, quote, a pioneer in its use of the mobile. Mm -hmm. Some people see negative effects of the show, and Mehin Humayun from The Tempest felt that the show emphasized toxic cultural traits like rape culture that, quote, messed up a whole generation. Yep. And then the last cultural thing I have is that on January 26th of 2012, in honor of the series 100th episode, New York City Mayor Michael Bloomberg visited the set and proclaimed the date Gossip Girl Day, citing the show's cultural influence and impact on the economy of the city. It did actually have an impact on the number of people that were visiting New York. To increase tourism in New York? That is actually insane, like, to have an impact. Because it's, like, one thing, like, if tourism increases in, like, Austin. But it's, like, New York. Like, it increased tourism in New York. They saw the numbers run. Like, that's crazy. That isn't, that's impactful. Yeah. 
outside of cultural impacts, the other thing I had on here was the sequel of the show and like other spinoffs. There were a few international adaptations of the show, but to talk about the sequel briefly, it ran from July of 2021 to January of 2023 on HBO Max, and it was canceled after two seasons. So the new series received an initial 10 episode order and picks up nine years after the original Gossip Girl site went dark as a new generation of private school teens are introduced to the watchful eye of Gossip Girl. These new characters also attend the Upper East Side Prep School, Constance Billard, as did the characters of the original series. Josh Schwartz confirmed the new series would be a continuation rather than a reboot that was an aspect of the show i i personally enjoyed that that it wasn't just like a new universe okay it just like just time has passed yeah okay cool like they would they talked about characters from the original show in the beginning of it and like where they are now and stuff like that okay that's interesting yeah something that's interesting i'll mention it after this next fact because it's just weird to me that this didn't happen so leighton meester the actress that played blair world waldorf confirmed on Good Morning America that she would not be a part of the sequel. When she was asked about it, Meester answered, quote, I was not asked to be on it, so no, end quote. Ooh, yikes. But the actress who played her mom and the actress who played Dorota and the actress that played another character named Georgina were all on the show. I don't know why they didn't think to ask Leighton Meester if she wanted to make an appearance on this show. She plays Blair, right? Like one of the main characters, right? Yeah. That's odd. Like, who fumbled that? Yeah. Because that just doesn't sound logical. Another person, Chase Crawford, who played Nate Archibald, confirmed that he was also not asked to be part of the sequel. However, he noted that he would be open to making an appearance. They both kind of seem like they would have liked to at least been asked to be on it. That was odd. And then in November 2019, it was announced that Kristen Bell would be returning as the voice of Gossip Girl in the new series. So they still had Kristen Bell as the narrator. Okay, there you go. It was like, you didn't think to go to the extra mile and ask everybody? The only thing I can think of is like, we have a budget. <laughs> we can only afford, I don't know, like doesn't, it's it HBO. doesn't make sense. It's HBO, <laughs> they have the money. <laughs> Uh, And the other thing with um, the difference between the first season of the reboot and the second season of the reboot is for the first season, it was so heavily marketed. They were putting a lot of money into advertising to make sure people watched the first season. I didn't even know the second season had started when it started because they did not market it at all. I imagine this is main reason why it didn't didn't get renewed. Yeah. Also, the Gossip Girl is the teachers in this one and they tell you in the first episode. They spoil who Gossip Girl is? Yeah, the teachers, it starts out with the teachers, like, a woman who had, like, was in the same class as, like, the original cast told the other teachers, because she came back to teach at the school, told all of them about Gossip Girl and what happened with it. And so they were like, oh, well, maybe these kids will be nicer to us if we <laughs> start Gossip Girl back up again. So they're just a bunch of teachers bullying children. <laughs> the fuck? That sounds so odd. Nothing about that sounds right. But anyway, yeah, so that that show, that got canceled. There's like a small handful of people that really liked it, but some international spinoffs. There's a Turkish version called Little Secrets. There's a Mexican version called Gossip Girl Acapulco. There's Gossip Girl Thailand and Gossip Girl Indonesia. It reminds me of like Catfish, how there's like 40 international versions of Catfish. And I love it. And I love it. <laughs> I want to watch all of them. <laughs> yes. And then the last thing before we get into the episodes themselves and talking about the show and what worked and whatnot, have the episode format. So each episode begins with the homepage of the Gossip Girl website and Serena's picture from the pilot and it goes, where have you been, Serena? (laughs) (laughs) 
just obsessed. It's almost like a stalker. I feel like this is a stalker situation. Yeah, and that stalker dated her. Ooh, yep, yep. Mm-hmm. <laughs> oh, that's bad. My favorite, like, fan theory is that his character on you is actually just Dan. <gasps> And it's just, it's it's in the same universe. He's the same person. Ooh. The show You starts in Brooklyn. Oh, that's funny. I love that. That's my favorite way to look at it. <laughs> I love theories like that. But after this little thing with Serena in the pilot episode when she returns, um, afterward there's a recap and the upcoming narrative is shown, which ends again with the homepage of the website, only this time with a picture from other characters with a text about a recent event connected with the picture. The narrator is Gossip Girl, voiced by Kristen bell she begins the recap with the sentence gossip girl here your one and only source into the scandalous lives of manhattan's elites and then ends the recap with whispered voices saying where have you been sir <laughs> so creepy <laughs> then the voice says and who am i that's one secret i'll never tell you know you love me xoxo gossip girl <laughs> love it (laughs) (laughs) and then during each episode there's always a social event taking place they just structure it around a big event every time so it it feels like a procedural there's always something happening that everybody's gonna show up at always a a fancy event yeah always something to dress up to always drama it's never for the event it's always about them rich people drama rich people drama okay so before we get into the episodes themselves was there any general things that you wanted to talk about because i think we have a tendency to talk about all of our points and then get to the episodes (laughs) uh no because all my notes are like episode specific yeah okay all right then let's move on to the pilot the first episode of Gossip Girl aired on September 19th, 2007. First episode was directed by Mark Piznarski and written by Schwartz and Savage. So just a quick summary of the plot. So Gossip Girl is busy spreading the news that it girl Serena Vanderwoodson has returned to Manhattan after a mysterious and seemingly self-imposed exile to boarding school. Serena's best friend, Blair Waldorf, seemed to have conflicted feelings about her friend's return, since she has enjoyed being Queen Bee during Serena's absence, and might not be ready to relinquish her new position on the social ladder. Blair also suspects that there may be secretive and unspoken feelings between Serena and her longtime boyfriend, Nate Archibald. So I remember someone in the train station taking a photo of her, like someone in a bob. She never reappears again. Yeah, she. there's people that'll like take pictures and send them to Gossip Girl okay. and they are literally just, they're just there to send tips. That's what they okay, call them. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah. So with what we learn about all these characters, Jenny and Dan's parents are separated. Mm-hmm. And then Serena mysteriously disappeared and returned. We cut to the Waldorfs having some classy party. Two of the minions and Chuck, Cotty and Iz, which her name is spelled like Katie. Stupid. It's like Raquel and Rachel. Yeah. I hate it. I had to write it out phonetically every time I wrote it down in my notes. Yeah. Because I was like, (laughs) if I write... If I write it down normal, I'm just going to say Katie. <laughs> and then meanwhile, Blair hears the news and pulls her boyfriend, Nate, into her bedroom and is like, I want to lose my virginity. Right now. <laughs> right now. <laughs> Which is like, you're at like a party thrown by your mother. Like, yeah, this is- like you're in a fancy, like your hair has to be nice when you walk out. Y- yeah. she Her mom's fine with it. She just knocks on the door to tell her Serena's here. <laughs> like, <laughs> oh my God. She, they get interrupted by her mom being like, Blair, Serena's here. God. And then Nate's like, Serena? <laughs> it's kind of weird that he doesn't want, I'm just going to say it. He's dating her, right? Blair? 
Mm-hmm. They've been dating since they were like in middle school or something. Why would he? Why would he sleep with her? I think for a while before the thing happened with Serena, he was also a virgin before that. Before he slept with Serena. Okay. So it was like a, they were gonna lose it to each other and they weren't ready yet that kind of thing you know you're like 16 17 you're not like okay yeah you know i'm just in the headspace of this show which is like these high schoolers are partying like 30 year olds <laughs> like they're, they're going nuts but when you say it like that yeah yeah you could argue not peer pressure but like that i have to sleep with them to keep him mm-hmm. yep oh that's that's 100 percent what it is she only pulled him in there because she heard serena was back yeah makes sense and nate not good at hiding his feelings. Nope, not at all. Okay, so he did cheat on Blair. Yes, they had been dating forever. That makes sense. Okay, because the dad at some point goes like, you guys been dating since kindergarten or something. Yeah, yeah. Serena arrives at the party, gets all these weird, awkward looks for everybody, and talks to her mother, and she's like, where's Eric? Her mom's like, don't talk about it. What, like he doesn't exist? <laughs> so Serena figures out her mom's embarrassed that her son tried to kill himself and is in a hospital now. What, what did you think about that? Like her mom lie, is telling everybody he's in Miami with his aunt. I think it's like the worst thing awful. I literally, I'll say the note I wrote about her. She seems like an, like an evil Disney character. Kind of a shitty person. Mm-hmm. Her mother seems like a piece of shit parent. They all seem like piece of shit parents. I can't imagine... They're all good parents in this show. Looking at like what their kids are doing. Yeah, definitely. Like and the only one that really seems like he's trying is Stan and Jenny's dad. Oh yeah, Rufus. He's obnoxious in his own way though. Yeah. The thing with the parents is Lily gets better over time goes on because she like starts becoming a better mom mm-hmm. and like- A person. <laughs> Human being. Yeah. <laughs> you get to know her, you understand like whatever. Mm-hmm. Like, yeah. Rufus, I just get more and more annoyed uh, as the show goes on. Because he just seems annoying now. He is annoying. But anyway, yeah, like lying about your kid being in the hospital. Like if you don't want to talk about it because it's per- too personal and you don't want to like. Well, yeah, it's no one's business. For his be- sake. Yeah. But it's not. To hide him like a dirty secret or something. Like like to not talk about him whatsoever. Like, yeah. Or like to be ashamed of what happened. That's bad. Yeah. Characters I hate in the first season, you end up really liking by the end. Lily becomes one of the best characters on the show. Okay, interesting. Because I really hate her right now. Same with Blair. Oh, really? Lily and Blair are two of my favorite characters on the show. Because every time you tell me that, I'm like, oh, Blair is awful. (laughs) She... So here's the thing. Serena and Dan are like my least favorite on the show. Hey. Okay. And Chuck just inherently. Oh, is awful. Because I can't. They try They try really hard to redeem him over the series. And like, he's a completely different person by the end of the show. But when you go back and rewatch it, you're like, y'all really just said, here, he tried to assault two people in the same episode. In the same episode. No, he didn't, guys. No, he didn't. (laughs) He's He's a better person because of, like, no, once you make someone a... A rapist? Yeah, you can't really undo that. (laughs) Yeah. And the show does that. Oh, God, no. Yeah. Yikes. Yeah. It's it's one of those, like, upon rewatching, what the fuck were they doing? What the fuck was that? (laughs) What the fuck, Richard? A lot of people thought, like, I was reading a a retrospective review, and somebody was talking about how they thought that Chuck was just going to be, like, a one-time character that you never saw again after the first episode, but he's literally part of the main cast. He's, like, a main character, like... Yeah. We'll get to to Chuck in this episode. (laughs) Yeah, yeah. So after Serena goes to the hospital, visits Eric, come back to the Humphreys, so Rufus is in there making breakfast for everybody, and um, Jenny is 
talking about how she's excited that she gets to go to the kiss on the lips party, but only because Blair's making her <laughs> yeah. calligraphy all the addresses, all the invites. Um, and we learned that the Humphreys are not wealthy like their classmates, but they still attend the same private school as them. Also, there's like a running joke with the fan base of this show that like Jenny says something like, too bad this dress costs more than our rent. They own the loft. There's literally a plot point in a later season where they have they like are going to sell the loft. They don't rent. <laughs> so they're rich anyway. Yeah, to be able to own a loft yeah. in New York, anywhere, you have a to lot make, of money. Yeah, you have to make serious money, no kidding. Your dad was in a huge band in the 90s. Yeah, it makes sense. You have money. Don't downplay how rich you are, yeah. Yes, but in comparison to the other characters, sure, people jokingly call it the poverty loft because they make <laughs> it seem like they're like dirt poor but struggling you know trying yeah. to get through you know that's dumb that's so stupid <laughs> it's one of the things about this show that like if i was watching this when i was 14 i would have been would have liked it for much different reasons it's kind of like i compare it to like twilight where it's just the goofiness of it really just is fun to like just to sit there and laugh the at fuck? I get that. I get that. Yeah, but we meet the Humphreys. They're like the, they're supposed to be like the audience's viewpoint of everybody. What did you think of Jenny? I'm going to be honest. Jenny didn't leave much of an impression on me. Yeah, she's not really um, as much of, she becomes a lot more of a main character as the season goes on. But yeah. I think her and her brother have a weird relationship. They're just like, I don't know, they're just kind of fucking weird. I didn't pick up on that. I also, like, I have a brother. I didn't think it was that weird. I don't know. Maybe I'm, I just, maybe it's the dialogue and the acting. <laughs> I think so. They're just like, bro. They have the very bro and sis relationship. And it's like, that's not real. <laughs> that's not real. Yeah. I think it's in the first few episodes. Jenny, like, Dan is sad about something and she, like, makes fun of him. And she goes, I'm your sister. It's what I do. <laughs> weird dialogue choice that's what i think it is i think it just but also like delivery yeah i think it just threw me off like just how they spoke to each other and i was just like i don't know i will say yeah that's not how i talk to my brother it's not how i talk to my siblings i think it's how you talk to anyone (laughs) yeah no i understand that jenny didn't leave any impression on me yeah she's like the just the foil of dan i guess yeah she's really interested in being a part of the this world and he's not Mm -hmm. but she becomes a lot more uh, I ended up, I end up hating Jenny, mm-hmm. is all I'm going to say, is I end up hating Jenny. So Serena is on her way home from the hospital, but is cut off by Nate, and Nate tries to talk to her, but she says, I didn't come back for you. Okay, that was good drama, though. I kind of like mm-hmm. that. It was kind of good. Yeah. And she's like, I'm, you're dating my best friend, and I'm not going to get in the way of that. It's like, bitch, you already did. <laughs> yeah. I'm not coming back for you. That is... That hit. I'm going to be mm-hmm. honest. I hit. That was good. <laughs> it was good. That's where the show gets you. Mm-hmm. Is that little, like, oh... I didn't come back for you. Like, it felt good when she said it. I was like, yes. Mm-hmm. <laughs> yeah, because it's like, you're still, you you cheated and you're still dating this girl and you haven't told her. And you're still, like, I come back and you're still pining after me, even though you're not going to break up you're with her. You're following me around like a puppy dog. Fuck off. Yeah. But after this, Dan, okay, this is the only time you will ever see Chuck and Nate on a on public transport. I was about to say, like, there's no fucking way these millionaire ass kids riding the bus to school exactly i think there's only one other time you see him in like a taxi but it's because somebody steals his limo (laughs) 
you only see him in a limo from then on that's so fucking funny i love that yeah but so dan overhears chuck and nate talking about everything that's been going on and he goes to walk out of the bus after them and chuck thinks he's stalking them and he's like we've been in the same school since like eighth grade and they're wearing literally the same tie you fucking moron I, I guess they're trying to show us how forgettable dan is but like chuck's also an asshole so it also just highlights how stupid he <laughs> chuck is yes but there are other moments where other characters like forget that Dan's been in school with them for years. I don't know. They tried it. They pushed it a little too hard. You go to a private school. The school's not that big. It can't be. It can't, right? It can't be. No. I think it's more like it just highlights how much of an asshole everyone is. Yeah. Self-important. I think that's a better way to put it, honestly. Yeah. Like you don't have the time to remember anyone's name that isn't. That doesn't directly affect you. Yeah, exactly. It's just, yeah, it's just more than highlights that everyone's a fucking mm-hmm. asshole in the show. <laughs> Very much so. Yeah. But after that, on the Met steps where the girls frequently eat their lunch, Blair uninvites Serena from the Kiss on the Lips party, and Jenny secretly had made her an invite just in case for Serena. Oh, she did? When they meet up at Bendel's, she's like, here, I need you this. <laughs> kind of sweet i forgot about that part yeah serena and blair later on meet up and talk and they have like a heart to heart and serena apologizes for leaving without telling her and blair hugs her and they make up for a moment for a moment (laughs) that's the whole show i was about to ask like is there a point where they're bffs and they're working together or there's a good run okay yeah it's just constant the time between it becomes shorter because the reasons they stop being friends become more trivial if that makes sense okay yeah it's just like little fights it's not it's not as dramatic as this first like where it starts walking with your boyfriend and she's waiting there in the hotel room pretty bad (laughs) that's pretty bad (laughs) yeah i I probably wouldn't (laughs) probably wouldn't talk to you either yeah That'd be bad. Yeah. Didn't he already confess that, like, they slept together? Yes. He confesses it in the first episode, so Chuck finds Serena at the Palace Hotel bar, which that hotel's owned by his father, and she's drinking at the bar even though she's 17, and then he offers to get her a grilled cheese and then tries to, uh... Assault her. Gropes her. Yeah. Essentially. And then he reveals that he knows that she slept with Nate. At the same time, Nate is telling Blair that he slept with Serena, and Blair kicks him out. And on Serena's way out of the bar, she bumps into Dan and drops her phone. Then Dan picks up her phone. So the next day, he brings it back to the hotel, and Serena shows up, gets her phone back, and then her mom comes down, tries to get her to go to the Kiss on the Lips party, and she's like, I can't. I have plans with Dan. (laughs) And then they go on a date because of that. And then Nate, at the same time, is taking Blair out to sushi, and she just, he apologizes, and she just instantly accepts his apology and takes him back. Yeah. He can't speak to her because she can't be trusted literally her words i'm like girl do you hear yourself <laughs> she can't be trusted Sarita's the one that was trying to make him go away yeah that's the thing like it's him <sighs> It's dumb. We also find out that Lily and Rufus had a fling back in the day. And then you know, the party happens. Chuck and Jenny end up on the roof. And he's trying to assault a second person that day. Mm-hmm. Two assaults and one in the pilot of an episode. That's bold. It's <laughs> fucking yeah. bold of a TV show to do. Yeah. And then Dan punches him in the face. Serena yells at him. And then he says some like rich kid thing like, you'll regret this. It happens at every... Yeah, something like that. Something stupid. Yeah. And then Jenny, Serena, and Dan re- leave in a cab as they, the rest of them watch them drive away. And then like the last words are like, don't forget about school on Monday or something like that. Yeah. Too like, bad there's school. <laughs> so fucking stupid <laughs> but i wrote some things yes dan literally stopped 
uh, Chuck from like assaulting his little sister. And as he's putting his, his sister in the car, still makes time to turn around Serena and goes, so what about a second date? Ha <laughs> ha. Like, they're just ignoring the fact that his sister just nearly, like, it is, that is such a traumatizing thing. And then just to make a little joke right after. Do you know what that also means? He gossip girl blasted about it. Oh, that's fucked up. That's so fucked up. And that's how I'm like, you y'all really didn't have a plan there, did you? No. Oh, my God. There's so many moments like that where you're like, oh, Dan could have stopped this if he's Gossip Girl. Well, also, like, Dan gets that te text message from Jenny going, like, I'm mm -hmm. having, like, just me and Chuck are on the roof help, you know, stuff like that. And he tells Serena. She goes, oh, yeah, Chuck, he's a bad dude. Let me come along. No urgency whatsoever. You know, like, or not enough to be like, Oh my god, like, I don't know. Maybe I'm, maybe I'm misremembering. He was saying, sorry, I'm gonna go. And she's like, no, if it's Chuck, I have to go with you. Okay. And okay. This is like, we have to go. Okay, that makes sense. Yeah, because they didn't know exactly what was happening. Like, they didn't know how south it had gone. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, She she's the one that's like, no, no, I, I'm going with you. Because this is, it's Chuck. Yeah. That pilot episode is rough. <laughs> yeah. We can move on to the next episode if you're ready. Mm-hmm. Okay, so this episode's surrounding a charity brunch that chuck's dad bart is throwing mm -hmm. and essentially everyone but eric and the humphreys are gonna go to it and so at the beginning of the episode dan and jenny are at home talking about the events of the previous night and jenny feels dumb for trusting chuck and she also but she also mocks dan for awkwardly waving at serena as she got out of the cab mm -hmm. and they're both like it's it's one of those things where like everybody knows you like each other can you shut up <laughs> Because they're like, oh, what if he doesn't like me anymore? No. I literally have it written down. It's so funny that Serena and Dan are talking about themselves, about their about each other, about whatever stupid trivial issues they're going through, like, with ever that date. While the siblings they're both talking to, one nearly got assaulted that night, and the other mm -hmm. is recovering from suicide attempt. Mm -hmm. How more <laughs> selfish can y'all get? How more self-indulgent can y'all get? My God. I just saw the irony yeah. in that. I was like, oh my God, they're both just talking about themselves, looking at their siblings who just went through something awful. And that's that's how they both become like my least favorite characters in the show is mm -hmm. because that's like most of it. You're just like, nobody's looking at you. Shut up. Shut like up. other things are happening. You're delusional. Shut up. <laughs> but because of his awkward wave thing, Dan goes to the hotel to try and talk to Serena. But he gets there right as she's leaving to go talk to Blair. Serena shows up at Blair's house with bone dry caps and an Audrey Hepburn movie. Blair tells Serena that she knows about her and Nate and tells her to stay away from her, Nate, and all their friends. And Serena leaves. And then Jenny shows up and asks to like return pens or something. Mm -hmm. This part was like weird to me where she's like, I understood it like from Jenny's perspective as like she wants to make sure that Chuck's not running around telling everybody that she's like something she's not. But everybody else, like the way Blair talks about it is like she should be lucky that Chuck pursued her kind of like tone to it. It, of like are you worried about what chuck's saying about you like well that's the rape culture right there that's that's something that struck me weirdly watching it this time yeah that's the rape culture that they were talking about it's like oh god that's awful that's really awful and then they go you have to like this character now god it kind of makes me mm -hmm. sick <laughs> yeah. yeah it's that is one thing with this show that is just hard to look past yeah well it's it's like that that person was saying like it, it definitely feeds into the culture that yeah definitely yep but blair doesn't want jenny to like serena more than her so she gives her a dress <laughs> and that's how that interaction ends yep there we go <laughs> 
This is all the next day, too, which is crazy. Yeah. I, yeah. I, 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 I don't know. But Sarita and Dad end up catching each other or whatever, and Sarita tries to get out of brunch, but her mom won't let her, and she's like, what can I do to get you to go to this brunch? And so she's like, Dan's coming with me then. So Dan's going to brunch now. And then at brunch, Nate corners Serena, and then Serena's like, we can't be talking out here, your girlfriend's here. And so <laughs> Nate gives her the key to Chuck's, like, penthouse or whatever, and says they're gonna meet in 10 minutes, and then Nate like gets whisked away by his dad for a second and chuck gives blair the key to his suite so she can sleep with him and they catch serena in there oh wait so blair was gonna intentionally cheat no 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 sleep with nate okay that makes sense and so her and nate are making out up to the room or whatever and serena's in there and she's like what a fucking moron that nate is i hate nate <laughs> he's such an idiot <laughs> Literally, like, you just talked to Serena a few minutes before then, and you didn't think, hey, let's, I don't know, we got cell phones. Be like, I'm gonna go to the bathroom real quick. Get out of there. Like, <laughs> or just, like, go up with her, or go talk in the hallway, go talk outside, like, just do it. I don't know. Or, you know, don't go, don't plan to go have sex with your girlfriend in the room you just sent the girl you cheated on her with, too. So stupid. What a moron. I hate him. <laughs> Yes. He promised he would never talk to her again. And the next day, he's the next day. He's like, Serena, I need to talk to you. <laughs> God, what an idiot. Yeah, that's just dumb. But while this is all going on, Dan catches Lily talking to Bart, discussing their relationship that's a secret. And Lily's like, don't tell anybody. And he's like, tell anybody what? <laughs> Wait, Lily doesn't want Bart to. Lily doesn't want Serena and Eric to know that she's dating Chuck's dad. Well, yeah, makes sense. Um, and they're ha they have like a private relationship at this point. They haven't gone public yet or whatever. So like they don't want anybody to know. It's like, fine, sure. Talk in the busy courtyard. Yeah, no kidding. These people don't know how to have private conversations. No, because everything has to be revolved around them. They don't ever want anything secret. It has to be out there. No. After the whole Serena and Blair and Nate debacle, Blair storms off and it's like, I'm telling Dan. And she like runs off. And so now everybody knows what Serena did. Dan says he thought she was different than this and storms off and then goes home and says that he feels like he isn't cut out for Serena's world. Stupid. And then Serena throws her phone away. <laughs> <laughs> she just throws it in the trash she's like angry walking down the sidewalk and like throws her phone in the trash the whole ass phone i love it like what a what a rich move i know no no kidding okay that's satire right there <laughs> i get it yeah, for her to just throw her phone away the whole phone yep i love it there's a few things i want to there's a moment where nate wakes up in the hotel room where chuck is staying there's girls in the bed well yeah there's girls in the bed there's poker chips on the table they're partying like they're 30 year olds on a bachelor party. Like it is like no way 17, 16, 17 year olds are fucking partying like this. Like that is way too much for high schoolers to be too. There's like one week, they have like a boys weekend at one point and Mike's Mike, who did the, the recap videos was like, don't you get, you, you need to be drinking water and doing your homework. What are you doing? Yeah. <laughs> It's just ridiculous. Like, no, it's so unrealistic and just so dumb. The whole thing with their partying is like, they're going to get into the schools they their parents want them to get into, regardless of like what their grades look like, because their parents donate to the school. They can just be like, pass my kid. Yeah, they pay their way in. Yeah. So they don't have to. They don't have to act like regular high schoolers. They don't. Their parents are rich and their lives are already set up for them. They have nothing to lose. <laughs> they have nothing to lose. This is the only thing they're doing is fucking each other. <laughs> yeah, and doing drugs and drinking. <laughs> That's it. Like, there's nothing else to do. 
What homework? They don't have to do homework. Yeah, this was very much like a everything is going to have to explode at some point episode. This is a good setup. Yeah, a good setup episode. Yeah. Beyond the third episode, it starts to... It's kind of like a Don Draper Mad Men situation where you're starting to learn that like there is still more to why Serena left than just sleeping with Nate. That was one of my questions. I thought it was just because she slept with Nate, but I didn't. They kept hinting at it, but I wasn't sure. Mm -hmm. So I'm glad you said that. I'm glad you said that. You'll learn. Nobody but Serena knows why she actually left. Okay. Yeah. I'm excited. This is one of those shows where I'm definitely going to like put on what's on the background, you know, so like, okay, cool. All right. Yeah. We can move on to the last episode since this is the one that was a little more hazy. A little bit more foggy with this one. <laughs> yes. So this episode is called Poison Ivy. And I don't know if I said the la- name of the last episode. It's called The Wild Brunch. Yeah, yeah. But this one's called Poison Ivy. It premiered on October 3rd of 2007. It's directed by Jay Miller Tobin and was written by Felicia D. Henderson. The summary of this episode is Blair uncovers a scandalous secret about Serena that may not remain secret much longer. And then they're in this assembly for Ivy Week. And then they're interviewing with the uh, the principal, probably, I don't know, to like match them with an Ivy school representative that's going to be at the Ivy Week mixer at the end of the week. That sounds so rich. <laughs> Doesn't it? It does. It's so ridiculous. Nate feels really pressured because his dad wants him to go to Dartmouth because he's a legacy there. And there's heavy pressure from his family to go to Dartmouth. I remember him talking about that in the last episode too. Yeah. So Dan actually wants to go to Dartmouth, but knows that he's held back by his lack of legacy and lack of funds. Serena misses the assembly and runs up to Dan and goes, is it too late? Did I miss it? Or like, is it over already? Or something like that. And Dan thinks she's talking about their relationship. (laughs) This show's very, like, it is comedic in its own way, you know? Like, I I do, I do get it for some parts, you know, especially with Dan's character. That's, that's a lot of his character. He has, like, some very sincere, very grounded moments, but, like, he has a lot of bumbling dummy moments. Yeah, he does. Blair just keeps, like, being bitchy to Serena. Yeah. <laughs> and they're, they're in, they're in gym class. They're playing field hockey in gym, so they start, like, fouling each other, you know, like, just, like, tripping each other and stuff. Mm-hmm. And then it turns into like a cat fight this is like the first episode where you actually see them at school it's rare it's <laughs> i love that yeah because it goes from is it going by the days of the week is it literally going like friday saturday uh, sunday because it's saturday in the first episode sunday in the second episode is it monday on the third one i think it's like middle of the week okay yeah like it's like a few days after the brunch okay so after this fight chuck and Blair, like, follow Serena to see where she's going. And they see her going into the Ostrov Center, and they don't know about Eric. So they think that Serena's a patient there, and they assume it's for, like, drugs or alcohol rehabilitation. Oh, God. And so they just hold on to that information. Dan and Nate look at the list of who got assigned what Ivy rep or whatever. So Nate gets the Dartmouth rep, and Dan doesn't get anybody. So he doesn't get to go to the mixer. So he tells his dad this, and his dad goes to the, the mixer where they're, like, setting up for the next day and finds out lily is in charge of the mixer that bitch well she does something nice so (laughs) wait hold on (laughs) hold on um she's not the one in charge of assigning who gets what rep she's just like making sure the food and drinks and decorations arrive and so (laughs) 
Sorry, I jumped ahead with Lily. I, you did. You did. I, she's on my bad side right now. It's understandable. So he talks to Lily and he's like, I just need Dan to be able to like attend this event. And she's like, well, our musician dropped out at the last second. So if you can figure out some way to get live music for us. And so he like brings some musician friends and like figures that out. But Dan gets assigned to be the ref- uh, in charge of refreshments. So originally it was just like drinks on a table and people would serve themselves drinks. But now Dan's there to do it for them. So that just to get him in the room. It's an ideal. <laughs> I mean, there's not much else they could do. Yeah. Because you can't just, there's no way to assign him a rep. Yeah. They're all taken. Yeah. So Jenny goes with Rufus to set up for his music for the party. And Serena also had convinced Lily to let Eric out of the hospital to like come to the event with her. And then the biggest thing that happens this episode is that Blair gets on stage and she announces that her in-school charity is sponsoring the Ostroff Center and calls Serena on the stage to talk about her experience and how this the Ostroff Center has helped her. And Eric wants to go up on stage but serena doesn't let him and like just plays along with what blair is doing and makes a speech about her recovering from alcoholism at the ostrof center and like she takes the hit for eric essentially that's so fucked up of Blair to do. This is definitely in the show, like a reality check moment for Blair. So Jenny had been bonding with Eric throughout the party. They were just like, we're not old enough to be part of this, so we're just going to hang out. So they like bonded. This is like the start of their friendship. And so she had learned that Eric was the one at the Ostroff Center, not Serena. And so Jenny had told Dan that because he was like, what? I didn't know she went to rehab. And she was like, no, it was Eric. It wasn't her. And so he apologizes for judging Serena. Okay. <laughs> But he apologizes to Serena for judging her and she tells him to call her so they can go on a second date. And then Eric goes up to Blair, pulls her aside, and he lets her know that he was the one at the Ostroff Center and he lets her know why he was at the Ostroff Center. And Blair is horrified with what she did, obviously. And she tracks down Serena the next day at Central Park and she reads her a very heartfelt letter that she didn't end up sending when Serena went away to boarding school. So she lets Serena know that her dad left her mom for another man and she was going through all that when serena left when you watch it it is a very like heartfelt scene but that could only happen between two lifelong best friends she reads her this letter and it ends on them like crying together okay so they're friends again uh, i think so <laughs> i think after this sure. one they like start they're like working on it after this okay. one okay it's not immediate yeah. best friends thing it's more yeah okay but the, those are the best parts of this episode is really the last like 10 minutes so if you Go back and rewatch it. Yeah, I'll go back and rewatch it. But like, yeah, yeah. It's worth it. Yeah, I bet it is. I want to, yeah. From what it sounds like, you like it enough to keep watching. Yeah, I'll definitely put it on in the background to pop in and see what's happening. Mm -hmm. What worked for you? What worked for me, there's tons of drama. There's tons of little conversations in between. And they're not all, it's usually talking about the same stuff. But it's, it's like popcorn you know it's definitely similar to twilight it's like intended one way but you enjoy it for a totally different reason yes it's it's kind of like reality tv too i think it has that like similar draw that's what i was thinking of especially when you said it was like popcorn i was like that's exactly how you described vanderpump rules like i literally described that show that way if you keep watching it 
I understand if you like kind of you fade out of watching it around the third season. Understandable. Okay. The best way I can describe it is they just take stuff that happened in the first few seasons and just try to do it again. And like slightly different, you know, but like they're doing the exact same shit that they did in the beginning and they try to do it again and it's not as good. That kind of thing. It just, it gets repetitive. Mm, okay. So I understand if you don't finish Gossip Girl, I would never recommend finishing Gossip Girl, <laughs> but I would recommend at least trying the first two seasons. Okay. All right. Again, glad you liked it. Glad you're going to keep watching it. And do you have anything else you want to say about it? You've been watching it since high school. I never got into it. So this is the perfect opportunity for me for you to make me watch all the stuff you always wanted me to watch. Yes. So I'm glad I watched it. I am too. I'm going to put this on in the background. It's, you know, like, this is good. Like, just like, just like mm-hmm. garbage TV to watch. Exactly. And it was always one of those shows that I was like, I know there's no way I could just suggest it to you and you watch it. Mm-hmm. Like that this was the only way to get you to watch it you gotta make me watch it. it's an assignment <laughs> yeah it's homework it's you homework gotta <laughs> <laughs> but um uh, i guess the only other thing i have to ask is did were you sold after three i was sold after three i was sold after two i was after two i was sold yeah just knowing the drama yeah just the drama that was added in season in episode two i was sold i was like yeah i get it and it escalates so <laughs> i can't wait <laughs> yes let me know like d- we're gonna have to talk about it after you watch more yeah, yeah, yeah i'll let you know after i finish the season or something yeah let me know when you meet georgina sparks okay love the name already just that name alone <laughs> <laughs> yeah she's great she's great Le- just uh, like text text me when you <laughs> when you meet georgina sparks in the show all right uh but yeah so i don't have much else to say about it do you have anything mm-hmm Okay, so if you have any feedback for us or you want to recommend a TV show for us to do on here or a movie, you can reach us on our Instagram at Easy Bake Takes. We also have a TikTok at Easy Bake Takes. We post our transcripts and review reviews on our website, which is easybaketakespodcast.com. You can also follow us on Letterboxd. And don't forget to follow us wherever you listen and leave a review. Share us with a friend because it really helps us out a lot. And thank you so much for listening. My name is Kat. And I'm Riley. This has been Easy Bake Takes. Easy watching out there. Bye. Bye.